Ok. Quem vai começar? Não, we have to start with a song. It's not about. It's not a matter of who starts or who doesn't start. Um, I can't think of any okay. songs. So this is the '80s. Oh, wait a minute! Now we're talking yeah. my language. <laughs> Let me see. <laughs> Let me think of like an '80s song that I think that you would know how to sing. Mm -hmm. It's fine. It can be Stephanie mm -hmm. Showtime. I don't have to. Sing. Girls just want to have fun. <laughs> ah, okay. Um, okay. no, that, that's a very high pitched song. No, that's no, no, a very high pitched song. <laughs> Take my breath away. Yeah. Oh, this is 1986. Oh, 1986. Okay, 1986. Mm -hmm. Def Leppard was always almost um making their comeback after Rick Allen lost their his yeah. left arm not there oh the final countdown countdown is from that year it's the final countdown <laughs> that is not my favorite europe song my favorite europe song is superstitious the what my favorite europe song so europe is the name of the band that sings the... oh europe i thought we were saying my favorite year of song no 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 like, europe that's great yeah. english but no it's um okay it's, it's uh superstitious. That's the best Europe song. Superstitious. I I can't say I know that. Europe is a great <sighs> band. Mhm. Mm so welcome to the music show. <laughs> welcome to Stephanie talks about her favorite <laughs> '80s bands, and tells you irrelevant yeah. stories uh, that no one cares about. We, we love irrelevant stories, though. So yeah. So yeah. There's no story too irrelevant for us. Anyone wants to see? If anyone wants to see the the Def Leppard movie, don't. It it was really bad acting. Anyway, so <laughs> hi guys. So guys, hello, welcome to Suspiria True Crime Podcast. I'm Carol and I am Stephanie. And this is another great episode, another horrible tragedy, and we're glad that you're listening to this. Yeah, believe it or not, we're also yeah. questioning why you were doing this, but that part we're just gonna leave it. Now talk to yourself. I'm not questioning. This is great. I've been researching this for a while now, <laughs> so yeah, I am. I deserve your listen, listener. So, anyways, uh, today's episode is on the first known serial killer in Costa Rican history. Mm. Uh-huh. So this is arguably one of the greatest mysteries that fell upon the Latin land of the central slash southern hemisphere, comparable only to the lead masks case, which can I tell you, Steph, that I'm not excited to ever cover that here? Uh, that episode of Lina Gerata always creeped me out. I, I don't like the, that case. I don't know. I feel like when you think about Brazilian cases... Is the lead masks back, you know? Yeah. I feel like everyone has... I don't like it. It always creeped me out. I don't get and it. And I was... Yeah. I had nightmares about that, so... Yeah, it's awful, man. It's... I mean, we. I love an unsolved death and stuff. Yeah. But that one... The first two reasons. I don't like it, too. I'm not interested on it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't get the big fuss. Yeah. But if there's enough demand, we'll do it. But just expect a very... Um, 
angry episodes, I guess, because we had to research it all. I mean, we can just yeah. get away with like using a transcript of Leah did that. I'm just kidding. We actually do. <laughs> we just do like a whole reenactment. Yeah. <laughs> we can just do a, a dual reenactment of Leah did that. No, but yeah, like a reenactment of what we don't know what happened. Exactly. So we like guess a whole thing. Oh, I'm down for that. Yeah. No, but like, oh my God, is that aliens? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we're not gonna do that guys we actually research Mm-mm. our Mm-mm. episodes and stories so. yeah which is a great segue to um i guess an uh, um, apology in advance this case we haven't talked about the name of the case yet did they no did we, we did not say the name no, of okay it. so t- i'm sorry i said about the case, but i didn't say anything so the guy's name quote-unquote is el sicapata mm-hmm which, I mean, I want to apologize in advance for the lack of information there is about this case. If there is that information out there, it is on this episode and on this outline that I wrote. But there's, I mean, we always like to talk about the lives of the victims and um, just in comparison to our Garavito episode, which is great. You guys should listen to it. But uh, there was like a ton of forensic um, information like about how the bodies were and how the forensic investigation was held mm-hmm. and i really like to include that when possible and most of the cases that that we do we include that kind of thing but on this case it's just not there you know like a lot of the time like i had to really like go into the depths of the fucking internet to find names on this case you know Mm-hmm. and even like the crimes itself a lot of the information is like this person this person were killed so i want to apologize for that it's not like we i didn't research you know what i mean mm-hmm. it's because the information is, is not available so yeah uh el psychopata or the psychopath is the name given to this individual who is recognized as the probable author of 19 murders it seems like a general term, like else the psychopath, else psychopath is not, you know what I mean? But uh, it could be used to describe anyone, but in this case, it described, it's describing just one man, mm-hmm. this one serial killer, else psychopath. So it's just be clear, you know? So it's the, the, his nickname, but I mean, I just love how much this sounds like an urban legend, like La, la how do you say that? La Llorona? La Llorona, yeah. Yeah. So. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, exactly. Be careful, I'll stick up on it. It's gonna get you. You know what I mean? And sort of like Zodiac too, dude. This is so Zodiac. Yeah, but it has more twists and turns oh. than the Zodiac. Okay. Yeah, get ready for that, guys. To this day, Elsie Capote has not been caught, and we don't know who he is. Our story begins in a way on Sunday, April sixth. 1986 in Alajuelita, San Jose. So today, Alajuelita is a little under 30,000 inhabitants. So that is almost the same size population as Malibu. Fun fact. It's actually four people larger than Malibu. So yeah, there's your irrelevant fact of the week, I guess. Now you can rest with the information (laughs) you'll never use. (laughs) What cities (laughs) across the world are bigger than Malibu? Alajuelita for four four people today. Yeah. So on April 6th of that year, it was Domingo de Ramos, which is 
the celebration of the arrival of Jesus in Jerusalem. So it's Sunday, it's religious, and the women of the Zamora family are going up the Cerro de la Cruz, the Yellow Hilita, to pay promises. We have already talked about what it means to pay a promise. Mm -hmm. if, so you might not know it if you're a layman in Catholicism or this podcast, because as I said, we already talked about it. But uh, just to explain is when someone would like, if they're like in a desperate time, they'll promise something to a saint and if they get it they say like oh i'll stop eating chocolate or i'll climb up this mountain yeah oh, something very common yeah in exchange for the grace so this happened i don't know why what they asked for mm -hmm. but they were granted it so uh this cerro in particular serious mountain anyways is uh part of the exazu mountain range and is the fourth largest of those mountains So it's a very popular mountain. It's the cheerleader of the mountain high school <laughs> because, I mean, it's a one-day hike and it has an amazing view when you get up top. And because there is three crosses along the way, it's all along the road. So uh, first, the first one is a little concrete cross, then a steel cross, the same set of on top of a concrete step uh, mountain. Mountain, no sorry, concrete step pyramid, and then a superstar cross, literally, a 26-meter-high steel cross that sits at the peak, and it's even, like, lit at night, so you can see it from the bottom. So let's talk about more people and less crosses. So we have Marta Eugenia Zamora Martinez, who is 41, Rosario Zamora, who is 26, Cristina Zamora, 18, Maria Gabriela Salas Zamora, who is 16, Maria Auxiliadora, Salas Zamora. We already had a Maria Osiriador on our yeah. last episode. So, yeah, okay. She also, that girl is 11. Carla Virginia Salas Zamora, who is 9. Alejandra Sandy Zamora, who is 13. Carla Maria Sandy Zamora, 11. And Maria, sorry, Maria Eugenia Sandy Zamora, who is 4. So clearly they love their yeah. Marias and Carlos. Um. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. So. <laughs> As we said, they were going up the trail to, you know, pay their promise or whatever. It's not one hell of a hike, you know. Um, as far as we know, it's an open, uh, clear path. It's a day hike, a day's hike to get up there. So it's not the easiest, but these are two adult women with kids. Sometime, uh, sometime after starting the hike, though, Rosario decides that she can't make it up there because she's not wearing the best shoes. Christina, her niece, decides to go down with her. They decide to wait for the rest of the group at the bottom of the cerro. At around 2 p.m., a lot of people start coming down fast because they see storm clouds approaching, and you do not want to be on top of a mountain when it rains. <laughs> um, soon, it's 5 p.m., and the seven hadn't made their way down yet. Rosario starts getting worried because Eugenia had asthma, and she thought she might have had an asthma attack been there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> night falls and there's no sign of the others. Rosario and Christina contact the police and the Red Cross and the search for the group begins. Mm -hmm. Okay. Their bodies were found the next day, lined up with gunshot wounds to their heads, done by an M3 submachine gun. Five of them were lined under a banana tree and two under a coyote, coyote plant. Three of the children... Uh, shushu. Hmm? Shushu. Oh, okay. 
Uh, it's not a vegetable that I like. Um, Me neither. Three of the children had been raped, which is awful. Mm-hmm. They were about... Remember that, though, guys. Yeah. As if you would forget, but yeah. remember that fact. They were about 75 meters from the road that it's uh, the pathway um, to the cross. From the cross. From the cross. Because they were coming, oh, coming yeah, down from the cross. I think, yeah, I think it's one way in and one way back. Oh, okay. two ways. Got it. Yeah. It is uh, thought that the group made it to the top of the mountain, but on their way down, they decided to take a shortcut. Never a good idea. And then the tragedy tragedy happened. Um, it is said that the day that the massacre happened uh, is the day that Costa Rica lost their innocence. Not to say that nothing bad had ever happened there before, but this was as shocking as it could be, and it would get much, much worse. So as it is expected the the public goes insane over this case and it's the tale of this time true as it can be the police works 24 7 to find arrest and prosecute a suspect and they do all that under immense amounts of pressure from the public so three months after the murders they name four suspects to the media Alvaro Chinchilla Vasquez, who's 21, he'd actually been killed. What? I'm so sorry. It's his middle name, Chinchilla. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Oh my god, why am I like this? Okay, I'm just not going to look at the screen. I'm going to scroll down right now. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm going to okay, scroll sorry, down guys. from this. Okay. Okay, so this guy had been killed on June 9th. And had been in trouble with the law before with robberies, rapes, bodily legend, oh my god, bodily lesion, that kind of thing. So also, in addition, they named Arnoldo Gerardo Mora Quesada, who is 26. He had been arrested 56 times before Alajuelita. And he killed himself on April 24th. Uh, so like only like 20 days after hmm. uh, the massacre happened in a game of Russian roulette. Oh. Yeah. So Jose Luis Monge Sandy, mm-hmm. aka Tres Pelos, he was 31. He had been arrested 32 times, once a year <laughs> since he was a baby. <laughs> Sorry. So uh, also Luis Arnoldo, um, Luis Arnoldo Mora Portilla, who was 18. He was known as Arnoldio, who it, that's an awesome nickname. Yeah. Right? So uh, he was arrested 10 of the times before this. For an 18 year old. So, although they had presented four suspects, they only arrested Tres Pelos and Arnoldillo for obvious reasons, because the other two were dead. I honestly thought that they were all going to be dead, but okay. Yeah. (laughs) So, Tres Pelos was presented as the culprit for the rapes and murders, and was sentenced to to 195 years in prison. Anodio was sentenced to 19 years in prison because of the crimes. Mm-hmm. Even though it was like, yeah, you didn't rape and kill, but you were responsible somehow. Yeah. So the thing with all of that is, it was a botched investigation. There was not a lot of evidence to make a good enough case to keep them in jail kind of thing. And they were released in 92. The police would even apologize for their mistakes later. That's how bad it was. So I would think that maybe those guys could possibly be guilty because, you know what I mean, just because there's not enough evidence that 
do the crime yeah you know what i mean like yeah it could be like a, ju- a judicial like legal person you know what i mean it could be something like that yeah but because the police apologized i think that it's you know and they have like m- came out multiple times and said that yeah there's no way these guys did it yeah you know? it's totally not likely i mean you would hope so, that they wouldn't apologize if they didn't actually have a reason to apologize so exactly yeah yeah so tres pelos was actually murdered on february 26 1995 and his death was ruled as a completely unrelated incident to the whole crime thing so that happened while they were awaiting a retrial and after that anodio uh got 100 percent acquitted because he was a minor at the time the murders were committed so he's still alive today and he's doing pretty well. He never got in trouble anymore. And he says that he kind of got past all the psychological trauma of being, you know, in jail for a massacre. <laughs> you didn't come yeah. In. And that must have not been very great. Um, and I, Dude, was, yeah. I thought, <laughs> I'm so sorry, I shouldn't be making jokes. But I thought when you said like that he got past things, I thought. You were going to say that he got past the phase of committing crimes. So I was going to say it's not a phase, <laughs> mom, but. It's not a phase. I mean, it was kind of a phase because after that, he kind of got over <laughs> it, you know, and became like a regular person. Yeah. So the Zamoras are considered the first victims of El uh, Psychopata. Let's face it, they were probably not because a crime like that requires um, escalation. After he killed the woman, he just kept killing, of course. The next eight vic- no, the next victims eight months after the tragedy were Roberto Castro and his girlfriend Frances Salazar, who were twenty-seven and nineteen. They were killed at Parque de la Amistad in Curridabar. Oh, look at that! Great Spanish. <laughs> Thank you very much. I had all A's oh. on my classes. That's a lie. I skipped a <laughs> lot of them. Um, they both had gunshots to their heads. Uh, and Frances was already decomposing by the time they found her. To clarify, her body was not at the park. She was at a nearby property. Then, another couple, Juan Guillermo Najera and Damaris Rodriguez, who were 23 and 21, were killed at the same freaking park. So Juan and Roberto were found at the same place, very same spot, but Frances and Damaris were not. Damaris had had ghastly wounds to her genitals, and again, the couple had been shot um, to their heads. Then, El Psicopata kills Victor Julio Hernandez, who was 18, and his girlfriend, Araceli Astua, who was only 15. They were on their way back from a party in San Vicente de la Union, <laughs> de la Union <laughs> in Cartago. Araceli had wounds to her genitals that matched the ones that had been inflicted uh, to Damaris. I need to, like, focus on one (laughs) language. And they both died with, you guessed it, gunshots to their head. So, So, Ligia Camacho Bermudez is killed in her own bedroom in 1987. There's a little after, I think, the Alawalita, but she was reading a book in her bed. And was shot from outside of her window. Just like that. Bam. So that goes against the whole park ammo. But uh, the ballistics indicate that it was the same gun. 
use on all these. That's terrifying. Yeah. So on April 20th, 1989, Marta Navarro and Edwin Mata were killed in San Diego de Tres Rios. So the same wounds to the general area, shot to the head kind of thing. Uh, the same gun was used on all these murders we talked about. And it was the um, M3 submachine gun that was used in Alajuelita. Yeah. So that is proved by ballistics. And I think it's the only evidence that really links all these crimes. Mm -hmm. You know? Because when I started researching this, I thought that maybe it would be like, you know, different killers. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like the Alajuelita was different. And maybe the Ligia Camacho was like different. From the couples, which will still be a serial killer, you know? Yeah. But because it's the same gun, you know, I feel like there is enough evidence to, you know, show that it's um, enough. So, on March 12th, 1995, Marjorie Padilla is killed with the same mo also. October 26, 1996, Mauricio Cordero and Iriana Alvarez, Alvarez are killed in Patera Desamparados. So the couple was made to get out of their car. This is the, the most detailed one that I found. Mm -hmm. The couple was made to get out of their car by a stranger, El Psicopata, and they were made to walk 500 meters to a place where they would find their bodies later. So they made them walk there and just shot them. Just like that. And that is the last known of the psychopath. Wow. El Psicopata. Yeah, this is the last death that was attributed to him. So as you would expect with a crime like this, and as it is true with a lot of unsolved serial killers, aka Zodiac, mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of theories. First theory, the killer was or is part of the police or military, which Mm -hmm. Is also like always one of my favorite theories. Whenever there, there is a theory, is that <laughs> that the cop did it because it's the least yeah. expected suspect. So, so let's dive into this. The main suspect of the murders was a Nicaraguan man who had worked for the San Jose police and had been part of the Nicaraguan guerrilla. That man, however, was killed in 1998 by. Another serial killer, the Matanicas. Matanicas. Sounds like Satanicas. Matanicas. But okay. Yeah. When the police got to him, he was already dead. So it was a thing that, like, the police was investigating this, like, night and day, and they finally found this one guy. Mm -hmm. And then when they got to him, surprise, he was, like, just dead. Yeah. How Can you imagine how frustrating that is? I would think Dude. so. Yeah. They never named the guy, though. So, the Matanicas, as the name suggests, is a guy that targeted Nicaraguans specifically because he had been raped by one when he was a kid. So, yeah, let, let's mm -hmm. kill every per. That's just stupid. If it makes a lot of sense, right? Anyway, everybody deals with grief differently, I guess. Um, <laughs> totally. So, about the Nicaraguan men, there's little. There's a little evidence that would tie him to the crime, like a knife that would be similar to the one used to mutilate the genitals of the victims, and that he owned a taxi that was kept at a garage nearby where one of the victims was found. Bollocks. Yeah, that sounds like, like Amanda Knox, 
you know the Italian police yeah. getting to the apartment getting the scariest knife like yeah this is the knife yeah. of the crime yeah. that proves so, everything I don't know that was kind of iffy but I believe that they have more evidence but we'll get to that in a way you know. to this day that guy is still the only suspect he is still the stronger theory even though there is a psychopath death in 1996 a year after that guy died um there's still a very strong theory that the guy is a military man at least for alajuelas alajuelitas sorry alajuela oh yeah that because the position the bodies were found at suggests that it was a one-man firing squad so you need training to do that also, because on all the crimes, an M3 was the weapon of choice. It is a World War One. Have to say it slowly because you guys know my my problem with that uh, era weapon, and it has been used by many many armed forces all over the world. The police chief at the time said that the killer kept using the same gun, and he left the shells at the scene on purpose, so they knew exactly who he was. It was his signature, so it was sort of like mm-hmm. him, like being like, "Aha, uh-huh, it was me again, bitches!" And you didn't catch me. Y'all know where it is. You know yeah, I mean? exactly. Yeah. So the second theory is that the killer was from a prominent family, connected to the richest of the rich, or even a politician. So that theory involves obviously a big cover up, and if it's true, it must be someone really, really powerful, because it's nineteen victims you know yeah but let's talk a little bit a little bit about that okay i don't believe that people die that often in nicaragua in nicaragua sorry in costa rica you know mm-hmm. because everybody i feel like so many people involved in this are just dead you know like yeah they get to these suspects and they're they dead. dead already you know what i mean yeah not only with the nicaraguan men but also with the alojolites you know like, the first people that were named as suspects were innocent people that were already dead. So, I don't know, that's just kind of suspicious. Because if your main suspect is a dead person, you can't investigate any further. Exactly. This next theory is more about Alajuelita. But it has been speculated that the murders were some type of retaliation or revenge against the father of Alejandra, Carla Maria, and Maria Eugenia who were uh, also Rosario's kids, the woman that didn't die. Yeah. Yeah. So what happens is their father, Luis Roberto Sandirapso, was known for being a prolific robber. So it was like if you had to break into a safe, you'd call him. You know, he's like the best in the business. So he was the triple A of robberies. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So at that time, uh, he was in jail for kidnapping a girl, Yoleni Castro. And the families of the victims to this day don't believe that Las Huelitas, sorry, that Alajuelitas was done by El Psicopata. They think it was revenge against uh, the father. Why not both? Maybe the Psicopata is a banker who got their money stolen. They're like, you know what? I'm just going to rape these three kids. They'll get him. Yep, exactly. You know? Yeah. So about the investigation done on this case, it's very similar to Luis Garavito, where it was the first, you know, 
they didn't have much of a reference and experience at all um, dealing with cases that big. Mm-hmm. So that's very challenging. And you're talking about like 1980s, you know, that there's not much communication with other bureaus and, you know, maybe even the U.S. to like, you know, teach us how to catch this guy. So even the, the investigators, they say that they were very unprepared, you know, and that El Sicopota kind of won the game 19 to 0, you know, because it was 19 murders. And for I think for a police chief to be like assuming that they just did a gross, incompetent job in an investigation that big, it must have been pretty serious. You know, yeah. So maybe I would that's think so why, too. because yeah, especially like uh, since in like Latin America, like you know, police is like not the most honest body of law. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I I wouldn't think that they would like bend over and apologize unless it was like yeah, really big. Yeah, and I mean. It sucks that it's that bad, you know? And even, like, all their efforts only pointed to the Nicaraguan man. Even though there was a murder after he died, you know? And even after um, that, after the 1996 one, the murders stopped, you know? But really, what I think stopped was the murders could be linkable to El Cicopata. Yeah, exactly. Because all of a sudden, if he changes the weapon, he can be linked to the crime. So he's a total different serial killer. He can yep, be caught exactly. for those crimes. I think so, too. So, Steph, what do you think happened? I think it was aliens. I think the aliens did it, and they are responsible for everything. And then they just morphed into a famous politician and just kept going with their lives. Lizard people. It was reptilians, yes. Also, like, because the only thing that can link those crimes is the gun. I think that's totally possible, too, it, that um, the gun is, like, going around uh, to different serial killers. And that's why the MOs is so different. Yeah, no, that's a really good theory. Because I feel like that... Um, I'm so sorry I interrupted you. But I feel like... That like that would be like the perfect quote unquote. Yeah, crime. talking about that, um, the one of the investigators actually says that there is no perfect crime. Well, but, but he got away uh, with it. what exists really is imperfect investigations. So that's True. why these crimes go unsolved. Which I think this is a great quote, right? Mm-hmm. That's true. I think that he could be. Uh, definitely is a military mm. guy for sure, or maybe yeah. a military yeah. enthusiast. Who knows? Mm-hmm. So, just to finish it up, the saddest thing about this case is that um, the statute of limitations for murder is already up. And even if this guy, even if they found out who this guy is, he wouldn't be prosecuted for any of these crimes. Wait, there's a statute of limitations on murder? Mm-hmm. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Absurd. That's absurd. It is. Yeah. He could also be like a murder for hire. 
person that got hired to murder the Alhulita, but uh, he got a taste for it or whatever. He just keeps murdering people unrelated. The mafia. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I'm on to something. Not something important, but on to something. So I did a total of zero studying mm-hmm. this weekend. And I'm going to regret it tomorrow because <laughs> I'm going to have to study what I would have had to study during the weekend. Plus mm-hmm. what I have to study tomorrow. So life is I fun. I am in vacation now. Summer break. So, yeah. Yeah, me too. But my summer classes start in two. I am two not months. taking summer classes. So yeah. that's great. I like it. Yeah, no, I can't wait to like be done. Mm-hmm. Also, like one of my classes, I have an incomplete grade, but I'm like, what's incomplete? <laughs> I thought we were done with this. Just give me a C. <laughs> I'm fine. Like, there's no need for you to give me extra chances to mm-hmm. submit more things. I'm not going to do that. So I'm just going to like, I have two essays that I never passed in. I think I forgot to pass in four mm-hmm. of them, but I have two that I wrote. So I'm just going to like email my professor and be like, hello, I see that my grade is incomplete. Here are two essays for your troubles. Give me a C and have a nice day. And like, I wish he would have said something to me because now if I log in, it was an online class. And if I log in, the course is not there anymore Mm -hmm. because we've already had finals. So I don't know. I'm just going to do it tonight and turn off my email notifications so if he emails me back i'm never gonna get email and that's just gonna be the end of it and it's gonna be like it never happened that's how i live my life turn off my phone let people leave me voicemails like if you leave me a voicemail the chances of me calling you back are zero (laughs) i'm just gonna use slide dial and leave you a voicemail and then when you call me back Mm -hmm. you're gonna leave me a new voicemail and then i'm gonna slide (laughs) dial you and leave you a new voicemail and we're just gonna be talking via voicemails like don't don't i can play this game forever yeah that's the story of completely change the subject guys you guys don't know but we always eat while recording this and i think we're great at like you know editing it and like doing it in a way that you can notice but i'm eating some fucking awesome cake i want to talk about that i made some cake i hope she has diarrhea after eating the cake (sighs) it's so bitter i made that cake with my own two hands and a mixer (laughs) and it's great it's um cake it's uh, how how do you call it like a powdered milk cake needle yeah needle needle cake amazing it's like but it's like not just needle it's like three leches but like four leches you know so it's four four leches yeah (laughs) sort of and yeah it's great it's i already said it stephanie repeat it it's a recipe my grandma found on youtube she's 87 and she made it for me and i'm like i'm making that again and i made it for mother's day and it's pretty cool it's cute, guys. An 87-year-old using her phone to find stuff. Right? Oh. Yeah. I'm jealous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of both the cake and the grandma. Yeah, I miss them, you know. Both my grandmas are still alive. And 
Yeah, it's it sucks that, you know, it's a lot of land in between us right now. But yeah. But at least they're still alive. <laughs> yeah, at least I have that, yeah. Starts crying. <laughs> <laughs> Like, when I think of, like, the stuff that my grandma used to make, oh, my grandma was a great, like, dessert person. Mm-hmm. My grandma's desserts were so good. And I'm like, I'm never going to eat that again. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't need to ever go back to Brazil because <laughs> there's no desserts for me. So I'll just stay here. Yeah. Have you ever tried but, to make yeah, anything? No, I, I totally hear you. Have yeah. you ever tried to make anything? like That my grandma yeah. made? So uh, I lived with my grandma for uh, about six months, mm-hmm. um, and she taught me how to make a lot of her, mm. like, homemade recipes. And, like, back then, it worked, but, like, I don't remember mm-hmm. any of the recipes, because yeah. like, this was, like, 12 years ago. Um, but I've I've tried to buy stuff that she made, mm-hmm. and it was not the same. Like, there's this... Um, papaya sweet that she used to make is papaya with uh sugar mm-hmm. and orange mm-hmm. and i bought it here and it was not good so i'm like but you should oh. try to make it yeah i'm gonna try and ask my aunt if mm-hmm. she remembers the recipes and try to make it but it's one of those things where like it's better if you cook it in the authentic um what do you call those things Mineiro. Wood stoves. <laughs> wood stove, okay. Yeah, yeah. So she used to make all of her sweets using a wood stove. Um, mm-hmm. So I feel like it tastes different. I don't know. It does. Yeah, because you can taste like the wood on yeah, the Yeah, it's like, yeah. and it was like a, a, a day process. Ugh. Especially if you're using like a clay um, pot. Yeah, clay. Oh, yeah, that's you what know. she did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, guys, I'm sorry. Side rant. I'm so frustrated with metal these days. Like, I think... Like, metal music? Do you have something no, against No, metal, me? like, metal pots, because they fucking oh, okay. rust on me. And I'm like, I'm just... You know, that's why people have clay pots that are, like, 50 years old, you know? That's why people have fucking ceramic. And I'm like, I'm never gonna buy anything metal again. Because they just keep rusting, and I hate it. And it's like, I do my dishes every day. They're not even, like, soaking or whatever. But they... Uh, sucks. You sound like a mom, Carol. <sighs> I'm too young for this. You're yeah, too young to be worrying about your pots. I worry about my pots so much, <laughs> man. It's like awful. <laughs> I'm like, where am I going to make my grilled cheese at if this is rusting? <laughs> but <laughs> you know what's the best thing to, uh, well, they don't have them here in America. Mm-hmm. Well, they have them at Brazilian stores. But you know that little metal thing that you used to make um, grilled mm, cheese yes. or Mr. Kenchi? I literally paid $25 for mm. one of those because it's it, it tastes so yes. good. Oh, my God. I want to get them so much. So, basically, guys, you know how you have, like, a waffle maker? Mm-hmm. We have – it's sort of like that, but it's not – you don't for plug it yeah. to the wall. You, like, hold it above the fire or, like, mm-hmm. the heat of your electric stove, and you put, like, the grilled cheese inside of that. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. It's so good. Yeah. So, like, if you guys can picture it, it's, like, imagine, like, a salad, like, thongs, you know what I mean? Yeah, but for With, a grilled cheese. With um, a metal, like, you know, little um, metal, 
like iron thing that you put the it's like bread shapes like like a little square mm-hmm. and you put you hold that on top of the flame or whatever and twist you know like you flip it yep it's done in like five it back minutes. and forth yeah amazing no i i wish i found that in brazil and like get it because i i could have I, I wish i thought about that you can buy them here i know but in brazil it's cheaper <laughs> carol <laughs> listen i paid 25 dollars for it no i'm totally do i regret it my fat ass does not regret it ah uh, yeah i mean i'm used to like making the grilled cheese like american style with tons of butter and stuff now but i'm kind of want to set back from that because it's really good but i miss brazilian one too you know which is I less don't like grilled cheese i like, like the ham and cheese sandwiches but i prefer mm-hmm. ham and cheese too but i, I don't mind grilled cheese it's good but I prefer putting mayo on the bread and toasting it with mayo. I think it tastes better. But Dude, I am totally with obsessed mayo, with yeah. mayo. So. Me too. Me too. Yeah. I'm out of mayo. I need to buy some. Again, turning to a mom. Yeah. <sighs> Happy Mother's Day, guys. This Happy was Mother's yesterday Day. for you that are listening to this. On Monday. They will release this on Monday. But today, yeah. yeah, today is Mother's Day. And we are here recording for you guys. Yeah. Yeah, and it was great. Mother's Day was great, mm-hmm. and I I want aioli mayo now that we're talking about mayo <laughs> and food. I'm so hungry. No, you should eat something. I think I'm gonna make some mac and cheese. Mm-hmm. No, but I have enough mac and cheese to last me because I've been eating Annie's mac and cheese for <laughs> dinner every night, so I have enough to last me for the whole week so if i eat mm-hmm. one now i'm gonna have to actually cook dinner during the week do i want to do that no not really yeah maybe maybe i'll just steal one of my sister's ramen noodles <laughs> oh boy anyways you guys now moving on to the shout outs for this week's episode, we're shouting out. So we're shouting out the listeners from Madrid, Spain. Hello, Spain. Uh, hola, you, you guys. Having some tapas. <laughs> yeah. So I, invite me over for tapas, <laughs> but you're gonna pay for the bill because tapas are expensive as fuck. I've never had tapas. Really? Yeah. Huh. Listen, you're missing out. <laughs> I had great tapas in Miami. Mm. But it was expensive as fuck. Mm. So if you want to go have tapas, listeners and Carol, this is a tip for you. <laughs> go when someone else is paying the bill. Okay, have tapas when someone else is paying the bill for you. No, tapas means slaps in Portuguese. In Portuguese, yeah. So it's kind of weird, like eating <laughs> slaps. I don't eating know. slaps, yeah. <laughs> that's nice. Like slaps and wearing the tongue that's eating tapas for you guys. <laughs> yeah. Oh but my god, that reminds me of a story. Mm-hmm. That was like once I, I used to have like this river rolling. I used to have a rival in like kindergarten or something, and like she would like talk so much shit, and I was like done. And she came to me and she said something that I didn't like, so I just repeated it like me, 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 me. You know what I mean? And she actually shoved her fist inside of my mouth, like her heel hand, because I did that, and I was like. who how first of all how dare you like i can i can still to this day taste her hand 
Like she really? Yeah. I have uh, a good. I, I have a positive hand story <clears throat> to counter your negative. When I was in third grade, I might have mentioned that I was in love with this kid, and I used to write him anonymous letters. Mm-hmm. I mentioned that, right? <laughs> so romantic. And uh, he fucking yelled at me and told me I was ugly and (laughs) in front of everybody. Anyway, before that happened, I was walking like in my school hallway Mm -hmm. and like just like strolling with my friends. And he walked past me and I was like, oh, my God, oh, my God, he's walking past me. He accidentally his hand like, I don't know, I think he was turning or something, but it accidentally touched my arm. I swear to God. I did not wash that arm for two weeks. I would shower with my arm outside of the shower just because I didn't want to wash him away from me. I was a very strange child. (laughs) I'll I'll counter that with a story of mine that's similar. (laughs) So we were like in a field trip in like, I started like in eighth grade. So it wasn't like, you know, a child. I was a child, but you know what I mean? Like, I wasn't, like, that young. Yeah. Grade. And there was this, like... It was, like, a probably, like, you know, four days or whatever. We are going to, like, some caves and stuff. It was really cool. And there was every, like, dinner that we would have, because it was, like, sleep, sleeping in a hotel or something, we would do, like, a theme dinner, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's fun. Tons of fun. And one of them was the cross-dressing one, right? Mm-hmm. It was okay at the time, okay? So, we, so like, you had to, like, uh, what we did, you know, as kids was we just talk to a boy and be like, okay, you give me your clothes and I'll give you mine, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Totally normal, right? So, I got my crush's clothes because we were, like, friends. Oh. You know? Yeah. But it was, like, I was friends for a reason, you know what I mean? I had my intentions and I was, like, how do I make my intentions clear? So, I mean, he dressed with my clothes and it was amazing. You know what I mean? And all the guys were fighting for my clothes for the wrong reasons because I was the least thin of the girls. And they were like, now I can finally do this. I actually had one guy that came up to me and was like, I'm so happy that you're doing this for me because I never had the chance to do this before cross-dressing. And I was, and then I had to say no because the guy had like really bad BO. And I was like, I can't do this for you. I'm sorry. But back to the story anyways. When I got his clothes, I was, like, sniffing the clothes, right? But then I was oh like, my God. I need to make him remember me. So what I did was I showered his clothes with perfume, man. Oh, my God, I've done, done that. I've so I done showered, that. Like, I'm not talking, like, you know, a few spritz to be, like, natural. And for him to be like, wow, this girl smells so good. It was, like, so much, you guys. I have so done that. Oh, my God. Like, it was so much. And, I mean, it's not like he never been near me. Like, I don't smell like that with the perfume. Like, so, yeah. As you guessed it, nothing ever happened with that kid. <laughs> Between us. I mean, it was bad. But, ah. Uh, I was why so are, clueless. Why are kids so, like, like, why are kids so stupid? I've done that. And you know what I used to do with this kid? When I used to write him anonymous letters, I would spray mm-hmm. my perfume on them. Like, <laughs> like that would give... <laughs> like, well, like, smell he wouldn't pheromones. know. He wasn't okay. even friends with me. <laughs> so he would never know what I smelled like. So what was the point? Oh my God. 
Oh, just me. thinking about like him trying to match the handwriting and with the the perfume like sniffing. And the, the worst co- part is his girlfriend, because mm-hmm. you know we were in third grade, mm-hmm. third or fourth grade, found out that it was me. Because mm-hmm. let me tell you guys about one thing: when I was in elementary school and middle school in Brazil, we collected binder paper. Oh, and we binder, had like yeah. all different types of binder paper. And this is when I used to go to a public school. So everybody mm-hmm. there was broke as fuck. And my parents were here. So I had money to buy the fancy binder paper. <laughs> so I was writing him the letters using my fancy binder paper and my fancy glitter pens. And who's so, the only kid that has The that? only kid, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the only kid that had the stupid Polly Pocket binder oh, paper. Yeah was me and his girlfriend found out about it she yelled at me and me i was like no it was not <laughs> no, me no way. i've been i've been trading because we used to trade binder paper oh, okay. so i was like i've been trading binder paper with like everybody in the school so it could have been anybody like just because i have the mm-hmm. expensive one it doesn't mean it was me because you know there's a binder paper trade in the school so there is that <gasps> mm. But it was and that not, was smart. No. That was smart because it's like you had stone cold evidence right in front of you, and you're like, oh, no, no, I did not do that. That was not me. And like, this kid looks like a lizard nowadays, which is funny. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I've done that in school, like getting yelled at and like being like literally lying through my teeth, like. When I was in the same <laughs> school, I suggested that a girl dump glue on some other girl's backpack, and she did it. <laughs> but when she did it, she told the teacher that I suggested it. Oh, and so I got called no. into the principal's office, and I was like, I don't have anything to do with this. <laughs> and they're like, well, didn't you tell so-and-so? I was like, I didn't tell her anything. I don't know what she's talking about. She was like, yes, you did. I was like, no, I didn't. I was like, why would I tell you to, to do dump that? glue in someone else's backpack? Oh. I would never do that. That was a lie. If you're listening to this, principal or the girl <laughs> from my third grade class, that was a lie. It was totally me. And I even said, I said that I would do it over her head and her backpack. So you got one part of it right, but you forgot <laughs> the other part. So there's that. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay, that was a great ending. I think. <laughs> <laughs> instigator. Story. That's my name. I have always been the instigator. <laughs> oh man. Alrighty guys. I hope you guys liked listening to this. Yeah. Yes. Oh, and just a thing. So I mean, I know a lot of you listen like, you know, binging many episodes, but and so it doesn't make a difference like when we release them, but anyways, um, we didn't release one last week, one episode last week. So this week we're releasing two to make up for it because we haven't been that consistent with, um, putting out new episodes. We really try, but sometimes it's hard and these past weeks have been kind of hard for us, you know, first due to trips and then to being sick and then to many other, it, it's, it's been hard, but I mean, we're trying to get back on track. So this week you have two episodes and I'm not, ta- not talking about like bonus episodes, like, it's mm-hmm. a real two episodes, you know? Yes. So, yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed that. I don't know when you'll come out, but it will come out this week for sure. Maybe, like, Wednesday. or So, yeah, you Wednesday's a good day. Wednesday. Things okay. are things are, are mysterious. 
things are mysterious. Yeah, I mean, anyways. Okay, so, yeah. Thank you for listening, guys. uh, Yeah. (laughs) I hope you guys have a good end of the world. Goodbye. Ciao. Later. Ciao. Thank you for listening to another episode of Suspiria, a true crime podcast. If you are a creep and enjoy listening to all of that horrible information, please check out our previous episodes and write us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And also follow us on social media. We're on Twitter and Instagram as Suspiria Podcast. Facebook is also Suspiria Podcast. If you want to follow Carol, you can follow her at Suspiria Carol. And you can follow me at eu.staff. Note, none of us post anything interesting. We do, actually. If you have any case suggestions, feel free to drop them over at SuspiriaPodcast at gmail.com. Or if you want to be part of this podcast, you can also email us. We promise we won't bite. Ciao! We all love true crime, but sometimes you just need to take a break from all of the murder. If your way to unwind is reality TV, let's say The Bachelor then we've got you covered. I'm Ryan. And I'm Kelly. And we're the hosts of Roses and Thorns, a podcast where we drink wine and recap The Bachelor. Not only do we have a podcast together, but we're also engaged and murderinos. Our podcast covers The Bachelor, The Bachelorette, Bachelor in Paradise, and whatever else Bachelor Nation throws at us. Listen in to Roses and Thorns after you watch the latest episode and hear our take on the most dramatic season ever. We cover the whole season from preseason contestants' bios all the way to after the final rose. You can find Roses and Thorns on iTunes, Spotify, and most anywhere you get your podcasts.